0: Since the dawn of civilization, humans have endeavored to become stronger and faster. From the invention of the wheel to today, history is replete with men and women who have applied innovation to fitness. In the past 50 years, while millions have made livings in this industry, a select few have taken that passion to the highest level, creating brands and products known across the globe. Today, we celebrate these pioneers for they are the Gym Class Heroes. All right, welcome to Gym Class Heroes of Fitness. I am Lee Kessler from MotionSoft. This is the show presented by Athletic Business and the iClubs Conference. We hope that you made it. We hope that you enjoyed the iClubs Conference to no end. It was informative and a great way to hear the great Magic Johnson and Ken Dykewold. I'm joined, as always, by my partner, Hossein Noshervani, founder of MotionSoft. Always. always, always. I can always count on you showing up for these. Yes. Maybe not a day of work, but when it comes to these uh, the podcast interviews, I know we can we can rely on you. And
1: and I would definitely not miss today's day of work. So. Absolutely. And, and I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you explain
0: why I wouldn't want to miss today's day of work. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd say this is one of our, our biggest gets <laughs> so far since we started the show. Um, our guest today, who's coming to us uh from California, John Aglialaro. John, how you doing today?
2: Hey, hi guys, how are you?
0: I'm doing well. So I uh I've been since I've known of you, I've been wanting to ask this question. So I'm gonna give a little brief introduction about you so people, the listeners out here know who we're talking to. Uh, and then my first question, which is um You've owned and uh, you owned and operated a variety of businesses for the past 30 years as chairman and co-founder of UM Holdings. You serve as the yeah. chairman of commercial exercise equipment firm Cybex. You're chairman of EHE International, which provides physical examinations and corporate wellness programs. You're on the board of trustees of the Atlas Society, mayor of Tavistock Borough in Tavistock, New Jersey, a member of the Union League of Philadelphia, the Chevaliers de Testevan, and the Cato Institute. On top of that, you've produced two movies, and you won the U.S. Poker Championship in 2004. John, my question is, what do you have that the rest of us don't? <laughs>
2: well, I'm, I'm impatient, so that something to do.
0: <laughs> so even hearing that introduction was probably annoying for you. So impatient. Because, you know, I, <clears throat> I look at that. I, I don't have time in my day to do anything. And I have a nothing job. I mean, really, where does it, where does it cut? It's got to be more than impatience.
2: Well, I think that, um, you know, I've, I've been fortunate. I had a very good upbringing. My family had a, uh, a very extremely benevolent sense of life. Uh, certainly there was, uh, there was some pain. There was some, uh, uh you know, unfortunate, uh, results of happening of bad decisions but but it's just a positive uh, approach to life and i try to keep that and so when you have aspirations and you have goals uh, you approach a, a goal a problem a hill a mountain in the same way so it enables you to do a couple things or so at one time or uh, you know when you get a sense that uh, you. You know, you've completed one mission. You yeah, move on with another.
1: And, uh, all right. So, so I got to ask. I mean,
2: a couple of things to me
1: is patting my head and rubbing my belly at the same time. Uh, you, you've got a, a resume that's you know, ten miles long. I mean, it's not a. It, are you super organized? Are you? Uh, do you just have a like a quarterback in the NFL? You just have a clock in your head that tells you I got to do this, 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 and this, and this next. What, what? Is there a a trait that would that makes you you as opposed to somebody who's not nearly as successful as you
2: well I'll give you the secret it's um it's delegation so you have an idea, you put some assets to it it may be capital or cash or maybe you know human resources and you you get a team together, you have a strategy you have uh, tactics that you gotta do you got looks at the good things and and threatening things, just like a business plan. And you, you approach it, and you put good people who are technically sound and ethical. Uh, and, and, and that approach, uh, you, can, you can do several things at once.
0: Tell me about your first job.
2: Well, I was an usher in a
0: movie.
2: A buck and a quarter a night. I got had a flashlight, and people would come in, and you, back then, and you take them to their seats.
0: So, yeah. not to fast forward too far ahead, but I mean, was that as a kid, was that implanted in your head that I want to make a movie one day? I want to be on the other side of this business? No,
2: no, I would say uh, not. That was no. just a, a job available, and it was. I was in junior high school at the time, and uh, you know, I, I'd always done things like, you know, I guess a. It was a little farm area and i was allowed to pick some blackberries i was 11 or 12 and would get them and put them in a little pint on saturday mornings and put them in, 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 a, in a little wagon and go go locally through the neighborhood and i guess what were they? about 25 cents a pint fresh picked blackberries and you know cut lawns it was like other guys other kids sell papers i sold papers uh on the beach in atlantic city You walk. You carry about twenty or thirty with a strap, and you. you Often there's about you know two lines uh, about Frank Sinatra. So you'll walk on the beach, and you'll tell everybody, "Read all about Frank Sinatra." You know. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. uh, So
1: you worked in a movie theater, and you made a movie. You sold newspapers in Atlantic City, and then you won the U.S. Poker uh, Championship. I'm starting to see correlations between what you were doing as a, uh in your youth and what you later accomplished in life. I, call me crazy, but that's what I'm seeing
2: here. Well, it, yeah, it, it was it was a matter of uh, you know I wanted independence. I think is uh, and I think that's a virtue that people should try to the degree they can. I mean, you can be working for somebody your whole life and and have a sense of independence. Right. Engineer or whatever, but I, I think that always uh, there were things I wanted to to, to buy, to have. Well, you know, you, you go to the marketplace even even when you're a little person and you've, you've still in in kids. My dad was a I, I, you know was a great uh, motivator for me. He he would uh, he was a self-made entrepreneur himself, and and he'd leave the leave the house early in the morning, come back at night. I'd say, Pop, where are you going today? And he says, "Hell, I don't know myself." <laughs> you know, he just he just went out there and made day. What I know, he didn't like. I remember once he he did have a job as a manager of a car wash, and uh, that didn't last long. You know, he had a brown bag in his hand, and he he didn't like the, he didn't like that. He liked to be his own guy. Yeah. So I, I think that's uh, a bad
0: gotcha. so that environment. Gotcha. so you go to Temple University. What did you study there? Well, you know, it's assumed I took finance
2: and so forth, but actually I, I had the greatest major of all, uh, which was history. And, mm. uh, you know, I, I love biographies. And, you know, you're getting a, in, in a couple of nights reading a biography, you, you know, you, you're reading about a lifetime and yeah. all the mistakes, all the successes, the opportunities failed, made uh approaches to to life to problems i love i mean i've read hundreds and hundreds of biographies yeah so uh, you know i took all the rest it was a great it was a great major yeah if i were to ask a
1: cheesy question what would you want the title of your biography to be um
2: how to do it your way (laughs)
0: Uh, very nice excellent um so, uh, by the way, I am myself a huge fan of biographies. I've never read a novel from end to end. All I read is biographies, and it was exactly the, um, the inspiration for this show was the, because exactly what you say, hearing people's stories, hearing what they went through, and in a condensed amount of time, you learn a lot more. So uh, I, I am completely on board. So what was your first job out of college with your history major?
2: I was a social worker for a couple of years in Camden, New Jersey. Hmm. I had a caseload of uh, sixty young, um, you know, mostly unmarried, but married and, and divorced, and you know, husbands left, whatever. Um, back in the sixties.
0: So, what? Um, why? Why? What? Where's the leap into business? Why are you no longer a social worker? Where does UM Holdings uh, start?
2: Well, I remember I wrote. Uh, I, I had a, a, a course in uh, high school. Well, you're really pulling stuff to the hell out of me here, boys.
3: <laughs> it's a biography. But,
2: uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had a course in high school in economics. A guy named uh, Mr. Marx, and uh, it was it was you know economics. What the hell is that? You know. But I was a I was a I was a senior, and I walked out, and I was like, oh my god, I just uh, <clears throat> you know saw uh, a great movie star where I was just in. Did you, and I was saying to other kids, wasn't that amazing? What? a course. Gee, that was extraordinary. And they're saying, what? Huh? <clears throat> now, what are you talking about? So I was just smitten with that, with that the general uh, economics, whatever the hell the lecture was that day. It was uh, exciting to me. In fact, and I remember I wrote a report. I still have it, a report on the New York Stock Exchange. I wrote in that class and nice. I still own it, still have it. And, uh Actually, in Camden, New Jersey, um, I so I I had something there that I liked, and it was a brokerage firm, um, Bache B A C A G, Bache and Company. Later, they were taken over by Prudential. I was 24, and I talked to the manager there, and I talked them into putting me into the program. I was their youngest uh, ever trainee at Prudential Bache, and um, I went to New York for. Uh, six six months and back then that's what you did you want a half a year you, you went to nyu or you went to various the professors actually came to to the business offices at 70 pine street i believe that was the address actually 70 pine street and uh then then you take a a, a test a new york stock exchange test Then you you're able to be a, a registered customers man or salesman of bonds of stocks whatever mm-hmm. So that's how I got into the Wall Street. You know, I went to Wall Street.
0: And then, so, what makes like, you? What, what's yeah. the impetus to go out on your own, starting um? Because you started um Holdings, right?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, we uh, it started with uh, with a company uh, called uh, Anthropometrics Heart Clinic. Mm-hmm. A friend uh, was a exercise physiologist, <clears throat> and he and he, uh, you know, he said, you know. There, there's, there's a research application called that they use a treadmill and, and, uh, you know, cardiologists back then used a step test. You literally got like on a, on a, something a little larger than a shoebox, and you just kept stepping up, up, up and down on it. And that's how the, the cardiologist got your heartbeat.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and, and so, um, he said, look, they've started to do that for a while now This using this treadmill using the and they get people. They monitor them for oxygen analysis, or uh, you know, other you know, your t- telemetric indicators that you when you uh, put pads on people and link them up. And uh, he said, I think there's uh, there's there's some talk that maybe in the future there might be a clinical application. So you know, I thought that was a good idea. I was a runner and I liked exercise back then. Uh, you know, when you, when I would jog a couple of miles, people would point and laugh. You were weird when you ran on the streets. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, so I, my client base as a broker was doctors, lawyers, doctors, you know, Indian chiefs and entrepreneurs and so forth. So I raised money. I went to them and said, look, there's a good, now there's a good thing here. If you, if you lose money, if you lose it, uh, you're going to be mad at me. I won't be your broker anymore. And, uh, you know. You'll have it <laughs> hacked right
3: off.
2: But if it works, uh, you're going to look pretty stupid that you weren't involved with it. Because it, this is an exciting new way of testing people's hearts. And you're in the business.
0: And this is about when? What year is this? Like early, mid-70s. Okay. And treadmills are not common at this point. It's not like everybody's like, oh, that's no, a what treadmill. They,
2: they were, uh, Quentin, Quentin treadmills were a research treadmill. So they mm. were made, but not, not in, in clubs. They were just, they were, they were uh, used in clinical, not even in hospitals, but in research centers. And so from that, I, we started this heart clinic and we started doing stress tests. And while we were doing stress tests back in the late seventies, I ran into a guy named, uh, Ed Trotter, who, uh, actually a real guy named Trotter, Ed Trotter. And, uh, after, uh, you know, a couple of years talking with him in the early 80s we we i bought from ed trotter the trotter treadmill which he was starting to make and trying to make uh you know as as something to you exercise on I, I thought it was a good idea having it because from the from the clinic and the research application now using it for for everybody and so i had a harvard i had a harvard uh, mba and I paid him a lot of money to give me an analysis. And he said, well, my conclusion is only one thing. Sell the damn company. Just, this business has no future. <laughs> <laughs> So I I gave him a check, and I promptly said, well, that's my first uh, business write-off of consequence because I'm not going to do what the hell he
3: recommends.
1: I believe that's where the title for your your autobiography came up. You're
2: going to do it your way. (laughs) So anyway, so we started, and uh, we started making uh, – our first manufacturing plant was in Hopedale, Mass. And it was – you want me just to go on boys you want to answer? yeah that? no, no this, this is exactly this what is, this is all about exactly oh, right, <laughs> okay, this is the history okay.
0: of the treadmill yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: so then uh, so it was a dollar a square foot and this was a plant that was a world war ii huge plant that where they made stuff armaments and all of that so there was heavy it wasn't concrete flooring but it was thickly it must have been a couple of feet deep of solid wood oiled wood and uh, as we used, I remember as we would start to grow making treadmills, I would go to the landlord and say, well, Ch- hey, Charlie, uh, we need more space because we're starting to make these things. And I need to get some inventory space just to keep them there because when I get orders, sometimes they're a little larger. They're getting these orders, are getting larger. So I need to have inventory so I can ship them out quickly. I don't want to lose a sale. And so he would get a – it was a big, wide cavern of a factory. So he would, get, he would get a piece of chalk, and he said, well, I think that's where you're, where you're paying me a dollar an hour, square foot rent. So he would just get a, get a piece of chalk and just draw the new square footage that we had. And I was paying <laughs> that much more. That's how, we, that's how we did business. That's funny. They were, they were the good old days. Yeah, landlords don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, they, they landlords, uh, no, they, the first thing they do is they, uh, they call a lawyer, and then their lawyer calls your lawyer.
1: So, which, by the way, will if you if you go by that, that's a thousand dollars worth of lawyer fees, which would be equivalent of a thousand square feet that you
2: could have just rented just to start <laughs> off, right there. Boy, those guys are something. It's getting bad. Boy, the entertainment lawyers—they're up to a thousand dollars an hour now.
0: Yeah. Well, they need to protect right. the <laughs> podcast hosts. So.
2: <laughs> so. Um, Some of my best friends are lawyers, so maybe you'd edit that out. <laughs> no,
0: just kidding, just kidding.
2: Unless you're
0: Unless looking it's, to it's lose thousand dollars
2: an hour. I will be your best friend as well, John. Just so you know. <laughs> right.
0: So, so in in uh, y- y- this, is, so you you pick up Trotter uh, treadmills around 1983, um, from what I've read, and it goes to you're going after the premium uh, consumer market. You go to <coughs> excuse me, fifty million dollars in 1996. So. Talk, what what causes that growth? What happens in the industry that takes Trotter treadmills on such a fantastic uh, up curve?
2: Well, I mean it, it, that's a case where you know you don't have to educate. It's not a big education about utilization of you know you're not you're, the product sold itself. You get on it, you walk, you run, and you sweat, you work, and uh, and 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 that was a great idea for 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 gyms at the time they had uh you know um equipment um and it was you know quite simplistic and they and they wanted to have uh cardio stuff they wanted to be a place where you went and and it really it really is a product that, that when when people saw it and they were in the business of having a gym the gym of the 80s that that that, that's what caused the rapid growth.
0: Mm-hmm. And was there a lot of competition, I mean, in the treadmill space?
2: No. No. In fact, I remember um, having a meeting. Uh, I've known Augie Nieto for years and years. And uh, I remember him saying, we had, we had a meeting, but we he had just he'd been involved in the business. I uh, yeah, started from bike, he, he that, that universal kind of bike. And then he said to me, Come on, John. Show me how, how the hell to make a treadmill. Something like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so Life Fitness at the time had not made them, and of course they made them. And then he he was a dynamo and grew that company magnificently. But it was um, it was it was not. I mean, the competition came, but it was not that rapid, mm-hmm. which allowed us to grow quickly. So
1: would you say that uh, you sort of recognize the? Opportunity and just sort of took it, or that you kind of got lucky getting introduced to Trotter
2: and and uh, the sort of the path you took. You know, I wish I can remember all the nuances of that, but but I had been indirectly involved with the treadmills because of of, uh, the heart clinic and and doing that testing and and then seeing a commercial application. You know, because it was something I said, wait a minute, I. I bought for my home a, back then a research treadmill, a Quinton treadmill, and I would use it. You know, not for research. I used it just to run in the morning or walk, and uh, when it was rainy or cold, I could use that. And so I said, you know what? If this works for me, uh, this is this could work for other people. And and they're all not going to put a treadmill in their home. They're expensive and all that. But certainly a gym, and and that you know gyms are always looking for the next new thing to offer their members or to uh, have something a competition doesn't have and that, that, that's the essential dynamics
1: so you you have a personal interest in health and wellness um, sort of give us you know sort of see, sitting where you're sitting now which is you know sort of at a at a you can really take a 30,000 uh, foot view of the industry yeah. what do you, what do you see that is both exciting for you about where we're heading as an industry and ultimately what 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 sort of scratch you scratch your head and say this this is uh, this is sort of getting a
2: little bit crazy and I think the industry will you know will continue to utilize technology and, and grow you know I, I think years from now not too many you know you'll be able to get your iPad uh, there will be no panels on wouldn't say a treadmill or but you know other types of equipment You'll just put your, your iPad right, right, right on and be the panel of the treadmill, push a tab and start, you know, your and, – and start your workout, stylized just for you. Wow, uh, that is uh, – that would be
1: the coolest thing. So you, you effectively – it's not you, – you're walking around with your own computer
2: all the time that will always track all of your information. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. I'm saying be- an iPad. It could be a mobile unit. You just get a mobile unit, put it in there, and it automatically knows what date it is. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you do your your, your cardio, and and you already programmed it that you we want no more than 22 minutes. It's all the time you have. And you and and you like you like a manual straight rate. You go bang right at six miles an hour, or you like to do a walk, work it up, get a peak, and back down. I mean, it'll do it all. John, by the way, if you want us to edit that out so your
1: competitors don't hear it, I'm happy to do no, that. No, 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 that no, is, no. That is that is absolutely. You, you know, everybody. It's interesting because every treadmill or every piece of a device that uh, interact you interact with today in a in a gym or in a wellness center, uh, they always think about the. Uh, they always think about sort of, hey, I, you can charge your iPad or your iPhone or your your, your, your mobile device, and that's it. But nobody – that's the first time I've ever heard somebody say, why isn't that the, the mobile device isn't telling the treadmill what to do? Uh, I mean, that's a – it's absolutely right. Like, if you want to train for a marathon, you can buy the program from uh, from Cybex for the marathon uh, put in your phone and every single day you go in, it'll, it'll pre-program. And I think that's, yeah. that's absolutely the, the right way of, of thinking about the world. Yeah, that's no, that's
2: why I think it'll, I think that will definitely happen at some, at some point. Now, will it be two years or 10 years or more? I don't know. Mm. So
1: how do you, how do you, uh, how do you, how do you think, or why do you think that only 15%, by by most estimates, of the population of the United States, uh, of the world, really, is active in, uh, in in leading a healthy lifestyle? I mean, there's no question, nobody's going to say, well, exercise is bad for you. Everybody knows it's good for you, but there, there's still more people smoke than exercise regularly. More people... Uh, eat fatty foods, unhealthy foods, then exercise. There's more, you know, it, 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 how, how do you, how does one sort of, how do you, how do you overcome that? How, how are we going to get past the sort of that? Well, we're at 15% and no matter what we do, we can never get above 15% of the population who's, who's going to come in and, and live uh, and exercise with any regularity.
2: Well, I mean, it, it's about willpower. I mean, when I get up in the morning, the first thing I want to do is go back to sleep.
0: <laughs>
2: and the so we are thing, alike
0: right? yeah we're exactly
2: <laughs> the same so far exactly and the second thing i think about is you know how the hell do i call in sick today so <laughs> God. far so
1: good Dream you, john are on the same right? page brothers right? from and another then, mother and then, and, then right.
2: and then the third thing i do is quite reluctantly you know get out of bed and start to shave and then <laughs> the process goes from there i think that and and, and so you know a, a most people, you know, don't want to survive, the, you know, don't want to go through the pain. And so, in fact, if if we live day to day and eat and, and at the end of the day, the guy that exercised and uh, had a good meal and didn't smoke, uh, at the end of that day, and that versus the other guy who uh, overate and, and uh, had a lot of sugary stuff, had a, you know, a, couple of cigarettes or whatever after uh, dinner didn't work out all day at the end of the day you you say them 11 o'clock at night well guys how do you feel uh I feel okay Uh, how about you uh oh yeah I feel okay too but you ask that question 30 years later more or less 20 years 40 at some point and uh, one guy is going to say, well, you know, I had the surgery, I got this, I got uh, so many years, to, to months to live. And I mean, so if you could, if, if you had to go through the pain of, of living a poor lifestyle day, if, if the pain hit then, not later, where, where you were you, well, unfortunately, by the time you really start to do things, your longevity is already going to be very low. Mm-hmm. You've already, uh, you've already passed the moment.
1: Yeah, it's so, sort of the the opposite of instant gratification, whatever that is. Yeah, there you
2: go. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah I don't. I not know what that we, word is. Yeah. <clears throat> instantly, instantly, pain. suffer the pain and the yep. and, and the, the negatives. Then I think people would definitely. Then it would be reversed. It'd be 85% adhere because they're feeling the pain every day when they don't do it, and and therefore they they do do it. Hmm. And the versus the fifteen percent, I think it would be reversed. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I feel the same way everyone else does about. Oh God, I don't feel like it today. You know, that's only on commercials where they pop the hell out of bed and my, my like <laughs> bang. The race are already <laughs> shaped. You know, I got a smile <laughs> on my <their> face <laughs> and you see them running down the. Uh,
0: <laughs> so, so do you have? Hold on, do, do, just yeah. do you have a solution there? I mean, any thoughts on what you could do to instill that? recognition of the pain now
2: you know the industry has been working on it for years and it's it's called education yeah and uh i i think it works it hits some people but uh you know one of the p- businesses we had many years ago was to, related to this was we had about uh i guess 50 renal care centers there's a company called renal centers of america Something like that. I mean, it was acquired by National Medical Enterprises, uh, a public, big public company at the time that was really big in that area. But it was, uh, so every, I guess, three, let's call it two or three times a week, just like today. You know, you get renal, you get all the blood taken out of your system to benefit your kidneys. So then you, you know, you go another two, three days without it. And, well, I mean, I would see people uh, as we were growing these things and, you know, you'd visit them uh, and it'd be people at the renal, the renal care center, eating a bag of potato chips. <laughs> so, so, you know, it was like, you know, if you got the renal disease, but because you had this mechanism to clean your blood, and maybe he would have to come in, you know, maybe once or twice more per week. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he wanted to have the, the potato chips, which he should definitely not have to, to harm his kidneys. And so, you know, there there are dynamics that uh, really are in the field of uh, of clinical psychology and and psychiatric, uh, you know, studies. And and there is—I mean—that is uh, one of the companies, as you said, uh, we have is Executive Health Exams, and we're we're doing studies now in in trying to determine motivation. We, We know we know what to do. We know that it's there's three things. There's diet, and there's uh, you know, your, your, your nutritional balances and so forth. So diet, secondly, is physical activity. And thirdly is behavior. And what is it? What's the trigger that some people can consistently, uh, year after year after year, uh, you know, fit in uh, the sweat? It's, it's cause, I mean, exercise is, is, takes time. It's an inconvenience. There's a little pain involved. And people don't want that, so they don't do it. And, and you, yeah, wait a minute, but you should do it. It's good for you. you. You'll die early if you don't, and, you, and you'll suffer and have pain and have surgery. It'll take your knees off, and you, you got to get new hips and on and on and yet. Uh, so that that is a knowing and doing anyway is uh, that that's not well. Not, part of part of
1: it, part of it also is the fact that it's very easy. Uh, you know, I, I, especially in today's world, one of the big uh, big sort of movements in the world is sort of micro-everything, right? Microfinance, finance uh, micro-decisions, micro-health, et cetera, microbiotics uh, if you want it in your yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, part of it is when you make – you know, the, the decision-making that people make on a daily basis is it's very easy to say, today I'm not going to exercise, Uh, And because then tomorrow they can say it again without thinking about it. So the the whole concept of making bad micro decisions, uh, sort of
2: in the at the moment, is you know sort of it's become part of our
1: culture. It would seem like to me.
2: Yeah, The way to make it 100%, and and the way to get the psychiatric or or you know the the psychology uh, quickly find the answer is, is let's say if you didn't eat enough. Protein and vegetables and fruits and things. If you if you uh, if you did a bunch of bad stuff or or did not hear at midnight every night, you'd get a huge 10 minute ma- mega migra- uh, migraine headache. I mean, like off the charts. 10 minutes every day. If you did eat okay, and you did exercise and all stuff, the stuff, the good the good habit stuff. You got ten dollars. And, and, well, no, no, yeah, <laughs> but, but but midnight came and and you just were sleeping. Well, the shit. Uh, you, well, I, uh, you better delete that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what the hell? You'd have, uh, you, you know, you'd have you'd have ninety nine point nine percent adherence. Yeah. So it's the avoidance of pain and inconvenience and time and the pleasure and the pain of exercise is why we don't do it. And so how do we get people saying, look, you got to get by that, you got to get through that we know it's taking up some time you'd rather be snoozing we know it's going to take up some time uh, you know to uh, put in the exercise time and, uh, and and you know i know that cheesesteak with extra uh, you know cheese and fried onions or whatever you're going to love eating that but uh, you know do that as a treat don't do it as a as part of your your life daily living
1: i mean part of it is that the consequences of bad decisions aren't usually felt for year, months, years, even decades. Yeah. And the, ben- the the benefits of good decisions similarly are not felt for months, years, decades as well. So it's, it's, and it, it explains why in within there's been such a boom, it seems like over the last 20 years of, you know, the, here's a pill that will solve every single one of your problems yeah. uh, because it, it now no longer the the responsibility falls on the guy who designed the chemicals of the pill, as opposed to you making better, smarter decisions, harder decisions in some cases. Uh,
2: yeah, there are decisions that take willpower and resolve and objectivity. And uh, you know, when you rob that bank the first time, holy mac, Wow,
0: yep. look at this.
2: I, this my my bed is half full of. Twenty dollar bills. Look at this. This is great. And then you do it again, and then you do it again, and finally, by the tenth time, you get caught, twenty years in jail, and then you regret. You mo, you Well, I mean, you know, that's a. So we do these. The human Homo sapien does the self-defeating behavior and uh, and why and what and why oh, when knowing, you know. John, one one thing I definitely
1: uh, would suggest uh, to you, there is a uh, there's a really there's a great website called youarenotsosmart.com, which really highlights a lot of the 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 way we think we think and the way we actually think that. I, and I'll make sure to email that to you when we get done. But it, it's a very fascinating study of how. Everything we think we sort of have control of and make decisions of, in fact, are sort of driven by sort of outside factors. Or about, you know, we're just completely confused within our own brains. It's, you, yeah, you, are so you are not so smart. dot com. You are not so smart. dot com. I think you'll get a kick out of it. It's it's really a a great site and has a lot of uh, great white papers and stories about things and decisions we make.
0: All right, Lee. You know it's funny the um you, you the discussion about you know the long term benefits and you see the results so much later in life the most immediate result that one can get out of working out and being healthy is somebody saying you look good you know and 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 you know the 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 um that aspect of health um we play that down but the truth is that that is the biggest motivator at any age is people saying, God, you look great and feeling great and looking in the mirror and seeing that. Um, And I, I wonder how much, you know, the effect, the, the fact that people get married, they, they, they stop caring as much about looking good because you know, who are you trying to impress with your looks anymore? Um,
2: I mean, people go on the beach and they, and they, and they, uh, they want to look good and they know they have to go through the pain. I mean, if you want a spouse, you got to go on the, on there and show your six pack or show your beautiful butt, uh, yeah. whatever, and, and you know people get attracted to each other and and and, and, you, yeah, and then then they uh, they fall back.
3: Yeah.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. I, I I know that they say lawyers should only ask questions they know the answers to, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer. So I'm gonna but I'm gonna ask it because I think it's important that sort of people hear your perspective on this. Yeah. Uh, a few months ago, John, there was a. Uh, an article that, that was released by the American Medical Association that effectively said that obesity, is, like cancer, like the flu, uh, like uh, uh, torn ACL, is a disease, right? And sort of want to know what your thoughts are on that as do you agree with that, disagree with that, and uh, also how do you see that being a benefit or a detriment to our industry?
2: Well, uh, let me say that uh, physiologies, individual physiologies, do differ, and 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 there may be tendencies of what one's uh, body mass index will be uh, if they had the same number of calories per day uh, that their body utilized. So, if you utilize a lot, you ate a lot. If you utilize a little that day, it took a little. So, I mean, you know, human beings will 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 differ as to their body. I mean, that said, uh, early on, I I had an organization called Cardiac Treatment Centers, and we would, right after people got myocardial infarctions, that we would put on the TV in their bed, buried their bed right there, you know, for like several weeks, um, and and educate them about what had happened to them and and what they can do about it and, and all the information they would need. Well, that's how I met Nathan Pritikin when I just started out in business, and Nathan Pritikin created the diet of low fat, high carbohydrates, the opposite of uh, what the hell's the name's guy's name? Atkins. 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 Yeah, the opposite of Atkins. I mean, when uh, they wouldn't do an, an autopsy on Atkins, but with Nathan Pritikin, they did. He had the the, the you know arteries of an eleven-year-old. So, so so, I believe in a, uh, so he, given varying physiologies, uh, I, I believe, uh, body index, I believe in a low protein, like maybe six ounces, you know, maybe a, uh, like a quarter pounder or, you know, plus a little more. That's it for, for protein every huh. day. And, and a lot of, and unlimited, unlimited uh you know fruits and vegetables and you know yeah beans and and all that kind of good stuff now again you know sprinkled with with a lot of treats you know throughout the but but i mean practical stuff and I think that's the way that, that people can can live a healthy long life uh but the, your question is uh it, it's it's it, it's a disease and there's no uh there's no work or willpower. I mean, that's a. Uh, I mean, that's a.
1: Um, I can provide you a word if you want. My yeah. personal opinion: cop out. I think,
2: but well, yeah. I mean, and what it is, but no, but but it is a. Uh, it's insensitive to say that to those people who do, you know, deny themselves uh, the, the third piece of chocolate cake who do work out who who do uh, you know it's it's a uh, it's it's, I don't have the right word but I mean it's it's the the people that uh, can just say well I have a disease and just be you know morbidly overweight I I don't they may have they have a problem and so that's fair enough you have a problem you got a psychological problem that you've got to face and you you can't uh, have those secret snacks at midnight and uh and not work out and and use the fact that you are heavy that you can't work out i mean look, we all have uh, some kind of sick psych- uh, psych- psychological disorder of some way you know b- very it's, it's idiosyncratic behaviors or or clinical uh, psychotic or or heavily neurotic disorders we all mm. face that for relatives friends ourselves so given that given that uh it's manifested by uh Maybe you're skinny as can be, but you're, uh, you know, you're you're uh, uh, you're a bank robber. You're 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 you're, you look beautiful, but you're psychologically uh, you've got a disordered uh, approach to life and you you do a lot of bad things. So, Mm. yeah, I don't I don't believe that obesity is uh, something you can't help.
1: Camp. Gotcha.
2: So i I have a question because
1: you sort of touched on it. you've talked about chocolate cake uh you've talked about uh cheese steaks you're from philly, so I think that that uh, that's pertinent but
2: what's your guilty pleasure
1: what do you, uh,
2: what's your cheat my cheat uh, I think my cheat dark chocolate just like the dark girls chocolate. yeah i'm i'm, I'm girly <laughs> I'm a girly that way
1: <laughs> um and uh, you know, I, I guess I, we we Jim Worthington, who owns uh, Newtown Athletic Club, we we were interviewing him, and I asked him this question, and it's a little bit of a serious question, and uh, for a guy from Philadelphia, I, I think it's somewhat pertinent. But are you a Pat's guy or a Geno's guy, if you had to choose?
2: I'm a Pat's guy.
1: You're a Pat's guy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for the other guy. <laughs> 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 Although Can't you even... know he was, I I liked that he was somewhat of a little local hero and uh, his, his his personality. I mean, I didn't agree with everything he said, but he he was a he, he stands up what I, he, yeah yeah he was essentially a good guy. I think.
0: Right. So um, a, a couple questions. I know we don't have much uh your time left, so I want to get a, yeah. hit a couple of things. First okay. is um, we we always love to ask this question. I definitely want to hear it with you. What was your luckiest? moment in business, in your business career, and what was your worst decision in business?
2: Well, my luckiest moment probably was, um, I went to New York uh, several years after buying Trotter, so it must have been late 80s, I guess, or 90, I I don't really know, a handful of years later, to sell Trotter. I was offered a big price, and uh, I thought, okay, you know what? I mean, look, I buy, sell. That's what it, that's what I was, what U.M. Holdings has done. So I went up there, and uh, we were at the settlement table. We had council. They had council all there. And I remember the, the guy had – I still think about it once in a while. He had the best Danish. I like to know what the hell bakery was. And some great coffee and great Danish, and sat down. I'm ready to do the deal. Walk out, hand him the keys, uh, so to speak. And uh, he lowered the price. He, he said, "Well, we've 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 come to the conclusion that uh, this is something we want to do. We're very we happy that you have a, built this company to a point where it is. It's very attractive, and and we know if we don't get it, someone else will. And we want to complete the transaction today, this morning." But uh, we're going to give you half a million less, or It was something like that. And uh, and I said, uh, well, call him Harry. I said, Harry, I got to tell you, uh, you you're going to have to tell me that this was great Danish, and thanks for the hospitality and the coffee. And I just got the hell up and, and got in and walked out. Mm. And, I mean, so so basically, I guess it was lucky in the sense that it, it, without the Trotter, there wouldn't have been the Cybex, and you know, I mean, who the hell knows? I mean, it could have been a good decision, but uh, <laughs> right. but, but I but I think that was lucky, and that so I didn't sell, didn't want after about five or seven years later or whatever after having bought it, that uh, was lucky that I didn't sell it because it, it went on to, uh, to to become Cybex.
0: And worst decision.
2: You didn't find out where he got the Danish from. I mean, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> that's all, you know what? That's probably a lot easier. I would say on the worst decision that I didn't um, stay closer. Uh, I didn't engage more with the legal team on this tort settlement that we did uh, recently, which is hmm. an outrageous. Uh, I mean, you know, if, if we had another full hour, we would just go into my uh, my rants on uh the state of our legal system today and, and that you know the politicians are not friends of business that's for sure um but i should have stayed closer to the to the, the legal team and where this jury trial was going and then we had the the appellate court of uh in rochester new york and and that's a an, you know what it was it was uh it it was it was unfortunate that uh, you know that I didn't stay closer to that I think I could have either been made myself say look this is this is not a green light it's a red light let's settle get this thing the hell out of the way earlier mm-hmm. but uh, I, you know you kept hearing things from even even your own counsel you know look you can win this you can do this you got to do that and that and for heaven's sake don't you go because you'll you'll spook the jury or whatever and I'm so I think that was unlucky and turned out to be expensive for us but uh, you know we've survived and moving on.
1: So we have a couple of quick questions. Uh we've asked this question and it's actually it's interesting because everybody who's ever answered this has been a little bit, you know, they're never they're never too uh too shy to talk about all their successes and what they've accomplished in business but this one seems to make everybody I can almost see them uh uh blushing over the over the radio as it were. Uh, yeah. when you were in 3rd grade and they were picking uh, dodgeball teams. <laughs> were you the captain? Were you the first guy picked, or like Lee, the last kid picked in class, and only because you had somebody had to take him?
2: So I'm in I'm in third grade. Third grade. And I'm doing dodgeball, right? You're doing dodgeball. <laughs> where Where are you what picked? Are place? you a great
1: athlete, or uh, or, or more like Lee? I was the picker. You were the pick. You were the captain.
0: He's the yeah. delegator.
1: He's the delegator. That's right. I <laughs>
0: all right so okay right. so we've all got right. a delegator all, all right. right
1: so this is you know I, I think we've we've established that you've got quite a quite a resume of successes um you know you were you're the chairman of uh, of um holdings uh chairman of cybex chairman of ehe international uh and we can go on and on from the beginning but what we really want to find out, John, and, and this is going to be tough. We're going to find out if you have uh, have earned the right to call yourself a gym class hero of fitness. And we play a little game of word association. Mm-hmm. I give you a word. You uh, You tell me the first thing that pops into mind.
2: I don't know if I'm going to be able to play this game. <laughs> All right. Nah, it's, it's, uh, you See, know.
1: you do it your way. I, I got to give <laughs> yeah, you credit. You're the come. first person who said no to this.
2: <laughs> hey, listen, it's been a great hour, and uh, and I, you know, truly, I'm very impressed by what you're doing. This, uh, yeah, because I know what you had to do to get to where you are, to have value that you're offering people to give you money for that, and and you know, make sure that you. Uh, yeah you know, i i think john mackey you know from whole foods uh who i'm going to be chatting with in a couple of weeks uh, again he uh he he runs a great company he, his he, his employees you know mean as uh, as much to him as customers and vendors and he takes great care of them and i think uh you know it it, it yeah I, I, it, it's all about you to the degree that you're the leader that you may have the vision but uh So many people are going to make you uh, wealthy and wise and and have a sense of fulfillment. So don't ever forget them. I I absolutely will never do that. I appreciate it. All right. Okay, guys.
0: Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining us today, John. John Aguilaro from Cybex on Gym Class Heroes good. of Fitness. Man is very busy. An absolute pleasure having educational beyond. And uh, so we hope you enjoy this. Don't forget to tune in to future episodes of Gym Class Heroes of Fitness presented by Athletic Business Magazine and the iClubs Conference. I'm Lee Kessler from Motionsoft. You are?
1: Hossein Nushervani.
0: From Motionsoft as well. And we'll and see I've you got next time. I have a name tag to prove it. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Hello, my name is Ready. Bye bye. This has been Gym Class Heroes of Fitness.